Thank you for listening to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. Please support the show by subscribing to and leaving a five-star rating for the show on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Podbean, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and any of your favorite podcast platforms. You can also support the show by going to our website, blackandgoldhockey.com, where there's always exciting articles by the BNG writing staff. While you're there, don't forget to click on the fanatics.com banner for a great sports fan shopping experience. Are you done yet? We gotta start the show. Hey everyone's fans, welcome back to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast, episode 176, recorded on April 27th, 2020. This particular show is sponsored by betonline.ag. When you go to betonline.ag, please use code CLNS50. So we're going to quick pod here for you for episode 176. I, had, I have a couple topics that I want to go over. I have six or seven of them, I think eight maybe. Uh, just a basically talk about what's going on in the Bruin, in Bruins nation right now and the NHL with um, you know the COVID-19 all the us crap and and the in uh, the shutdown of pretty much everything but um, you know um, there's some things that have come out lately uh, from the NHL and and some former players that I'd like to discuss and possibly some timelines so of when things could get back and um, in order, um, you know, probably not the same capacity as a regular season, but at least to get games going at, at some capacity and, and be able to watch them, you know, have something to watch on TV instead of damn rerun. But uh, before we get into those topics, I would like to talk about a show sponsored betonline.ag. With no current NBA, NHL, or Major League Baseball, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, BetOnline.ag, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino to poker and blackjack, let BetOnline bring the Vegas action to you. Missing the NFL? No problem. BetOnline.ag has live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations you can wager on. If you're, not in, if you're into the entertainment betting, you can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. All open 24 hours a day and all online. Visit the website or use your mobile device and please join today and receive a sweet welcome bonus. And please don't forget to use promo code CLNS50. That's CLNS50. Bet online, your online wagering solution. So 
Um, jumping right into it, like I said, it's going to be a quick one. Um, like I said, you know, just me flying solo and in studio. Hopefully, we get Heather back in here sooner or later once all this this Corona stuff goes away. Um, I do want to say that I, I again, I, I've been doing this weekly, but I just hope that our listeners and supporters are doing well and their families are healthy. Uh, that you know, you guys mean so much to us with all your support. So, and, and we want to show the same support back to you during these tough times. Um, but, and also I want to dedicate episode 176 to a former friend of mine. His name was Anthony Noche. Uh, he was a huge hockey fan and followed the black and go hockey podcast, uh, thoroughly and all our writings. And, um, was, I, I never met him personally, uh, but he was uh, a follower on all of our social media outlets and, and was constantly talking hockey with us and, and, um, bringing up some good ideas and, you know, it was some really good hockey banter, and I'm going to miss that. And um, unfortunately, he lost his battle to brain cancer uh, last Thursday, I believe. So um, I just, I, you know, it's been tough. Uh, he's, he was a really nice guy. I really wish I had the time to meet him because a uh, fellow um, podcaster out there, uh, the Scuttlepuck podcast um, with Mike Bond, Mike did have a chance to meet him, and I heard on that podcast this morning that uh, he was a really pleasure to meet in person. So I kind of missed out on that. So uh, in honor of Anthony Noche, Tony, this one's for you. Uh, Jumping right into the topics. The first one, um, former NHL tough guy John Scott says, a source told him the NHL is contacting European players to prepare for camps on June 1st. Now, John Scott has a fantastic um, podcast, hockey podcast. It's called Dropping the Gloves with John Scott. Uh, and I, I listen religiously because I think he's fun. I think his, his co-host and the guys that uh, are, are, you know, are with him talking about these topics and the host and the guests, I'm sorry, the guests that he has on the regular are, are fantastic. But uh, being a, in the podcast, he mentioned that being a former player, for several teams that he had the opportunity to meet a ton of players, especially European players. European players that might have retired and moved on back home to Europe and to, to still work in hockey. So this particular source, he didn't say the name, but he did mention that this particular source um, is in the conditioning and so on. And he heard from a player that's in the NHL the name still remains uh, anonymous, that the NHL, the NHL clubs in, in the NHL are reaching out to, to the players that are currently over in Europe, working out and preparing uh, to come back uh, whenever the NHL is ready, that they were told to be ready to come over mid-February, I mean mid-May, and be ready for uh, camps on June 1st. So, this obviously started up a little, um, a little hubbub of, you know, hey, is this really happening? Or uh, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know your sources are crap, blah, blah, blah. It stirred up a little bit of uh, animosity online. But I really encourage anybody to go to the Dropping the Gloves Hockey Podcast and listen to the Monday, April 27th episode and hear it for yourself because John... Uh, he didn't want to go out in public and say anything on radio stations or TV. He, he did it on the podcast. So please go there and listen to it. I think he's, I, I like John. I, I Like I said, I'm a big fan of his podcast and everything that he does over at Dropping the Gloves. Um, but 
you know, he he has some validity to what he's saying, and I, I kind I believe him. I believe that something was said to him, and he went on Twitter and rolled with it. So, um, listen to what he said in his own words over what I'm trying to say to you. But it's just another inkling that the NHL, in my opinion, wants to get this done. They're losing billions of dollars by not playing, and I think they might be able to get something back um, via uh, TV because there's nothing going on. There's absolutely nothing going on in TV right now. I'm literally in the office right now watching YouTube videos of old hockey games. It's it's it, As much as I love history and so on, it's starting to get pathetic, and I'm starting to get really bored. So... But this is also a really good time for the NHL to jump right in because of the uh, the, the the summer seasons, and um, I'll tell you, the uh, the Olympics, summer Olympics have been canceled. So that airtime on like NBC and 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 CBS and anybody that has a part in the um, in the win- some I'm sorry the summer Olympics, when it comes to TV time. The NHL can jump right on that, and they're going to be, I mean, networks are going to just jump at them and say, what can we do, you know? So they're going to recoup some of that money that they're going to be losing, or they've lost already in all these games. But there's 181 games left to go in the NHL, and that's all teams. So, and the NHL wants to get back together, and, I, you know, I'm all for getting the games back, but do it safely. That's all I'm asking, and if it has to be without fans... I'm all for it. Put it on TV so I can watch these games all the time. So, uh, yeah. So, shout out to John Scott and, and what he said. Uh, and please go listen to his podcast. Um, the NHL does not want to do neutral sites. But they want to play in four arenas, like regional, um, and, and for the rest of the regular season and the playoffs for the 2019-20 campaign. Now... My friend Justin the Man 87 on Twitter, and he also does a very, very fantastic YouTube channel called Hands Down Hockey. Uh, please go to Hands Down Hockey YouTube channel and subscribe. Uh, Justin does a fantastic job updating daily videos of, of the hockey world and so on. And he broke down on today's video that was released uh, on April 27th that the NHL, they haven't set the four cities that they um, want to look at there's scenarios that they're going to go through but he said that the he, he believes that the four cities and each city will host three or four games per day um, each city uh, has to be an NHL arena no neutral sites um, each arena has to have four dressing rooms and he mentioned on the uh, hands down hockey YouTube channel that because of that, you're going to have, um, obviously, two locker rooms being used. And then they'll go out and skate and play their game. Well, two locker rooms are also going to be used to get ready for a game right behind that and so on and so on. And obviously, with uh, COVID-19, the the locker rooms will be thoroughly cleaned. They'll go through these. I mean, there's going to be probably like a hazmat team that goes through all the time to make sure that nobody gets sick and everybody's washing their hands and doing everything that they can. Another thing is hotels. Hotels are very important uh, close to arenas. Uh, less travel, less exposure to the areas, um, I believe, is going to be important. 
Um, right now, hotels are, are basically not being used. I mean, nobody's really going out right now, so it would benefit the economy of where these games are being played uh, when you when it considers a hotel, because the NHL or the yeah the NHL would be able to you know rent out the whole uh, unit, the whole building, and just have it for NHL players. Nobody else can go in. Nobody else can go out. And, and you're close enough that you can take a bus maybe or just walk across the street. Who knows? But that's important. You have to have four dressing rooms and hotels. Broadcasting is a big thing that Justin mentioned. Uh, be able to, um, you know, uh, have an arena that's, that's uh, at the state of the art when it comes to um, broadcasting with TV and sound and so on. And another one that's uh, really important that he brought up is the is the virus cases in the particular cities. If it's really high, I don't think the NHL, he doesn't think the NHL is going to go there anyway. I think once they see that the, the plateau is going down, um, they might consider a certain area. Um, but it, it all depends on what, what goes on um, with their thoughts and, uh, and how they want to do it safely. So I thought that that was pretty interesting uh, from that video that I got today. And I just wanted to bring it into a... And onto this podcast as a, as a topic of discussion. Um, the third one, uh, Craig Eagles, my friend Craig Eagles, and he's a former guest on the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. He's a Rogers uh, Rogers TV New Brunswick uh, sports color analyst, and uh, he's a good friend of mine. But a while ago, he reported that facilities in the Canadian Maritimes have reached out. Uh, to the NHL about availability for mini camps um, in rinks in Canada. So like a place like Moncton, I know that he covers uh, for Rogers, uh, the Moncton Wildcats. They have a brand new facility up there. It's a, it's a 200 by 80 foot sheet of ice, real professional. Um, but that might be an, uh, an area for, for some teams to go to Canada that's, that's not so... Uh, you know, overly big, you know, like city, like a Boston, New York, or anything like that. But a place like Moncton that does, that doesn't have an over, you know, crazy millions of uh, of uh, people living in there, that uh, might be a good place to go for mini camps because I believe that the mini camps. I mean, even John Scott was saying on his podcast uh, earlier today that you're going to need about three or four weeks to get your legs before a potential uh, July first. Um, return to the regular season uh, so mini camps are going to be important and you have to have a place to go so um, he wrote a fantastic article about that uh, um, a couple weeks ago and, uh, and it's kind of funny and I, I hate saying it but somebody else in the Markton area took the ball and ran with it and, and there was not much credit given back to him so I kind of thought that that was that was crappy but um yeah, it's an idea for, uh, for for some kind of camps to get back into shape. Um, the fourth one, the NHL is talking about a June draft. This one amazes me, honestly, because we don't really know if the season's going to come back. Um, and if it does, and you, you're talking about getting back to regular season games, um, but you didn't have a standings. So how could you have a draft if you don't have your standing set? Even the Stanley Cup winner gets the last pick in the draft. So um, we haven't gotten to there yet. So why why not have 
the draft later on in the fall or later on in the summer. Um, I don't get it. Um, I know the NHL doesn't want to get overwhelmed with a ton of stuff in the fall, but I think that, you know, by that time, your playoffs might be over with the way that the NHL is kind of gauging right now with, with the gameplay starting uh, in June and then, and then you know, starting the regular, getting back to the regular season in July and then playoffs and so on. I think there's time that you could, you know, take away a weekend to have an online draft and do it quickly and so on. And But that's on the premises of your league standings and it's finalized. It's not finalized right now. So I wouldn't be talking about a June draft, something I didn't understand. And, and a lot of folks that I reached out to on Twitter didn't get it either. But somehow the NHL has some kind of plan that's going on in their heads. I really wish they would let us know what's going on too to make some kind of sense. Um, the fifth topic I really wanted to get to was uh, David Krejci was on a Zoom call with some Boston media today, and he uh, wants to keep playing after his current contract is over. And my question is, will it be with the Bruins? Now, there's such a salary cap crunch going on right now. Um, you don't know if you're going to be able to keep Tory Crew. There's a projection of $20 million in cap space um but you have a list you have um you have krug you have grizzlick you have debrusque you have goaltending with halak are you going to keep them you're going to let them walk um if you let them walk who are you going to bring in are you going to promote from you know bring up legacy um you know there's grizzlick I, I think i already said him um and 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 others i just don't think that 20 million is enough to get everybody done I, I mean, I know Don Sweeney's going to work his magic. That's fine. But as of right now, it just seems like, you know, um, the Krejci number uh, and these older veterans just seem like they, that, that, that cap space is needed for future assets and not, you know, another year or two. I would love to keep David Krejci around, but he would have to come down significantly on, significantly on his pay. Uh, to stick around and, and, and play with a winner um, and basically do what everybody else has done is just taking that cut, getting it done, and to be on a team that, you know, has a chance to win almost every year. Um, the other thing is, is he has mentioned about playing in his uh, Czech Republic uh, country. Um, so that might mean that he's not going to retire after his contract, but he might even want to go home and, uh, and play for his native country. So that's another option to think about. Uh, Krejci's still a value to me, but I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence with him and his dollar value as a business, but I am, I'm also uh, high on him as a player. So don't crucify me, um, host of the Big Bad Bruins podcast, Chris Blackie. Slacky Blackie, we're, going, we're calling him now. Him and Ian Glendon do a fantastic job on the Big Bad Bruins podcast. They, they just released one an episode today, I thought that was very good, very fun, very informative for these uh, the, the Coronaville uh, episodes. But um, good to hear them back, and hopefully they keep going uh, weekly because I do miss the miss hearing them. And please subscribe to those guys, um, Glendon and, and Blackie. They do a fantastic job. Um, Jesus, flying through these. It's, oh, Peter Solaric. Uh, this was interesting. I wrote an article about this a couple weeks ago. 
uh, after like the first report of, of Solaric being in his home country of Slovakia and uh, talking to the media over there. And he's not happy with the way that the Bruins have been using him, uh, stating that his travel up um, Interstate 95 has been pretty much useless. I'm paraphrasing, obviously. But uh, he also took a shot at Bruce Cassidy saying that Bruce was like waiting to, to waiting for him to fail to bring him down to Providence. Now, he also said that he's had uh, enough games up there at the NHL level to get a really good look. Um, and in my opinion, those 40 games that he did play in the NHL, they were, they were signs of greatness, but uh, I could probably pick out five games out of those 40 that he did really well, but the other 35, he was pretty much invisible. And, and they gave him every opportunity to be, uh, uh, to, to show his best with the best. I mean, there's a lot of times that he was, he was paired up with, with Krejci and so on. I just didn't think that, you know, his NHL game was there. Now his, his game in the American hockey league for the Providence Bruins, since he's been drafted and, and came over from, from Europe has been really good. But it's the translation to the NHL level that I have not seen great things of. Uh, he is a, um, I believe it's an RFA. It could be a UFA. I'm sure I'll hear about it from the from the listeners. But um, uh, I, I just think that after these comments, uh, this is pretty much one of those things that, um, you know, they're, they're going to cut the head off of the snake and let the body die because I don't think that Don Sweeney would want to negotiate or sit down to a table with this guy and, and give him another year when he's probably not going to be happy. He's probably going to say the same thing. You're going to give me another small shot and, and send me back down to Providence. Well, I, I wouldn't even spend the time or the or the air in the same room with this guy if he's not happy. Um, and, and even Bruce Cassidy says that, you know, when you're called up, you have to earn it. And he's, he thinks that, that Solaric still had a lot of things to learn. And that's why he was brought down to work harder and so on. So um, obviously, this, this, he's probably not coming back at all. I, I, I don't believe so. And, and you know, I'm, not, I, I'm not a big fan of, uh, of players saying anything. I believe that this was the type of situation that the Bruins went through with Alexander Kokolchev. Kokolchev got nine games in the NHL. It was a different story because he was uh, being coached by Claude Julien, who was notoriously known, and I got the air quotes up, for not playing younger players. I think he did the same thing with Ryan Spooner a little bit, but Ryan Spooner got a little bit of a longer leash because he was a little more point production and, and a, a better player on the power play. But, um, yeah, I, I, I mean... There's any I mean, there's AHL deals that were signed uh, this season. There were AHL deals that were signed last season. Uh, uh, more notably, uh, Samuel Asleen. I think that he could be a real big fit in um, in Providence uh, this coming season, uh, as he played very well. And I think he was an All Star for the East Coast Hockey League. Uh, well, he played for the Atlantic Gladiators. So. Uh, plenty of players are down there going to be fighting for uh, the empty roster spot that Peter Solaric might might have with with the departure and um, and frankly it's you know I I'm hearing that he is talking to an SHL team that's a Swedish hockey league but I think that right now that's a pretty much backup um, because I think he's going to want to express interest in playing in the National Hockey League and have a better opportunity somewhere else, which I've always said in the past. I, I think that the way that the prospects are bottlenecked right now and you ha and your NHL contracted players currently, 
he's just not fitting a spot right now and pretty much used as a um, as, as emergency recall. So um, if he has a chance some, somewhere else and he makes it, good for him. I mean, it, the ultimate goal here is to make the NHL, um, and it doesn't matter what team it is to me. I mean, it's a dream. But um, if you have that opportunity to do it somewhere else, but that's fine. But uh, to have something and you know fall back on and and go closer to home and play in the uh, Swedish league, that's totally up to you. But um, number seven, this was a funny one. The Boston Bruins Facebook page adds an upcoming event, and they added June 30th, which is a Tuesday night. And, and it said on there, tickets available per Ticketmaster and so on. This really sparked my interest on why this was done. I mean, if, you, if, if the NHL and each individual organization are trying to keep everything hush-hush right now until you finalize, I don't understand why something like this was released on their official page. Now, it's an, an upcoming event, and a lot of people said... You know, Mark, that could be last year and so on because of the comments from it were from last year. But um, it just popped up the other day. Uh, I don't know. Some folks are saying that could be development camp because that's in June. I go to every development camp and never had to get a ticket for it. It's free to the public at the Warrior Ice Arena. It was even free to the public at the Restuccia in, in Wilmington. So... I'm not buying that, um, but it was just—it was just very interesting. Um, you know, it might be a little hope that the you know they're starting to get something going on, but uh, it's a cruel joke if this was a mistake. And I know I'm probably going to hear it. Um, and the last one, like I said, we got a real, real quick program. I wish I could do these hour shows, but there's just not enough time this week, and I got a lot of uh, other stuff going on. But um. One thing about playing games in summertime is Bruins fans and NHL fans alike around the league, around the world, whatever, are all getting at me about the ice conditions that could happen in, in um, July and August. Well, if you go on the plan that the NHL seems to be going on with no fans, I believe that the ice conditions are going to be a lot better than people think. Excuse me. I think that when you have fans like in the playoffs, you're going to get a packed house. These fans are constantly opening doors, they're opening uh, gates and and getting into the arena, going out, uh, body heat. Um, it was mentioned on the on the um, on the dropping the gloves podcast today. I kind of took that for for a topic. Thank you, John and crew. But there's not going to be anybody there. There's going to be a hundred people probably in there. Uh, you're going to, you know, media, training staff, uh, security, uh, and and the players themselves probably around a, a hundred people. So I don't think that the ice conditions are going to be that bad. A full arena, packed full, uh, not a seat left in the house. I don't know. Ice conditions in July and August probably not going to be that good because of the the movement that goes on and all the logistics uh, of airflow. So. I don't know. I, I'm I'm still on board. If it's going to happen, it could happen, and 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 keep the fans out. If the ice conditions are that bad, and we're still doing, in Coronaville, <clears throat> excuse me. You know, just keep it. Um, 
Keep it, keep it just to the players. Get these games done and don't compromise. Because that seems to be the idea is not to compromise uh, the 2021 campaign. So that is pretty much all I have. Like I said, very quick one. I do want to emphasize that um, we might be taking a break. I'm not sure what's going on uh, due to our advertising. Um, but we've had a great relationship with betonline.ag. These folks have been absolutely fantastic. We've been working with them for a year. We want to continue to work with them, but uh, there's something going on in the translation right, uh, as of right now, but uh, hopefully we can get everything worked out. But if we can't, I think that this might be the last episode for a little while until news picks up again. That way that I can concentrate on the other side of the Black and Gold Productions team which is uh, our writing, a YouTube channel. We are looking for writers. We have 20 writers right now, but we're looking for more. We cover the NHL, the AHL, the East Coast League, um, NCAA, the Canadian Hockey League, and, and prospects around the world, uh, even the Boston Pride. We really want to get into covering the Boston Pride because uh, they do a fantastic job in their home bases, the Warrior Ice Arena, which most of our... Our team members at BNG are there all the time anyway. So if you'd like to get involved, please send me an email, blackandgoldhockeyblog.com at gmail.com, sorry. Um, and send, you know, send me a, a little bit about yourself, about your writing experience and what you'd like to cover. Uh, we're looking for YouTubers. We're looking for podcasters. We're looking for uh, writers, editors. I mean, if there's anything that you feel that you could contribute to the team, Please send me an email. Let me know what you'd like to do, and we'll get you right in and, and get you involved. We're a growing uh, entity, and we're gonna get we're gonna get even more people involved, and so on. So this is gonna be something that I really want to get uh, real up and running before the the next season starts. So uh, let me know um, if I can help uh, with anything, and um, just like I said, we want to grow to a. To a point that we can't take any more people anymore, but the, with the content, we want to keep pumping out content on uh, on several different uh, platforms. So let me know if you're um, available and want to talk. So um, thank you to all the listeners, Patreon members. Thank you so much for the for your constant, constant uh, con- contributions to the program. You're really helping us uh, cut the costs, um, the stuff that, you know, comes out of our pockets. So, um, but we will... Uh, I'm just going to say we'll probably be back next week, maybe the week after, who knows. But like I said, once everything gets cleared out and ironed away, we will let you know via the social media. So thank you very much for listening. We really appreciate it. And and please stay safe, your your families, um, your loved ones, uh, your parents, kids, everything. I mean, these are tough times right now, but uh, with the thought of the NHL trying to get back, it's just... It's a light at the end of the tunnel for us sports freaks that uh, that need something else besides reruns and YouTube and, you know, all this stuff. So please be safe and we'll talk soon. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. Please share the show with your friends and family and don't forget to subscribe to and leave a five-star rating for the show on your favorite podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Between shows, help us keep the Bruins talk going by visiting our website, blackandgoldhockey.com, by sending an email to blackandgoldhockey.com 
blog at gmail.com and by following the show on Twitter at Black and Gold Pod. Peace out.